0: What's up, good people? Thank you for clicking play on another episode of Big Man, Tiny Kingdom. You know, I've been sharing a lot about my outdoor activities. I haven't, as of yet, jumped into the other part of my purpose for hosting this podcast, which is my fascination with tiny homes. I first got into wanting a tiny home probably about 15 years ago, I went to a tiny home festival with a co-worker that talked me into checking it out. At that time, I had no interest in them. I was just going along for the ride because it was something to do. My first thoughts were that there was absolutely no way that someone my big size was going to be comfortable living in a tiny home. When I actually got to walk inside a tiny home, the creativity of utilizing a small amount of space, the design of the cabinets fitting closets and storage areas where I thought there would be no way that you could make use of that space in the ways I see tiny home builders find the space you may need. It blew my mind. I was immediately intrigued. And ever since I got to see one in person, I've been researching tiny homes ever since. I've been following tiny home communities on Facebook and content creators on YouTube. I love watching the TV show Tiny Home Nation. I'm in love with tiny homes just as much as I love RVs. I look forward to possibly owning a tiny home, and I'm 100% convinced that my 6'3", 300-pound body can comfortably live in a tiny living space. If you're a big dude or lady like me and you doubt what I'm saying, I challenge you to go see one for yourself. I promise you that any negatives or questions or doubt that you may have about tiny homes will be removed on your very first tour. Now, you may be wondering, 15 years of knowing you want one, why haven't I made a purchase? Well, the most high hasn't wrote it into the books for me as of yet. Also, I'm not sure if I prefer a tiny home over owning an RV. I like the flexibility options that a mobile home provides because I'm not sure that I want to live in Arizona for the rest of my days. So as far as that goes, a modular home, which is meant to be stationary, wouldn't be my first choice. However, the older me may not be interested and being as mobile as I prefer right now. Uh, It's a hard choice. There's pros and cons to whatever I select. I've seen some modular fixer upper homes for under 10K that I wouldn't mind investing into. The biggest decision for me would be that there are a lot of road trips I'd love to partake in. Makes it seem like a no-brainer to go with the RV lifestyle. But if you've been in the market for RV lately, then you know, like I know, that those things are pretty pricey. Even the smaller RV sizes, like a 25-footer, is in the 20 to 40K range. And if you know like I know, then you are aware that they lose value as soon as you drive it off the lot. They almost always come with some type of repair issue that, of course, the dealer will correct, but their timeline to address it may not be at the convenience you expect. And RVs are gas guzzlers. And they're expensive toys to own. It is what it is. You have to accept that going in or don't go there at all. Despite knowing all that, I still wouldn't mind owning one and wouldn't mind living in a mobile home full time. RVs, tiny homes, modular homes, whatever the choice made, they can all be, in my opinion, a much cheaper purchase over today's standard idea of a residential home. And certainly a more affordable option than paying rent. In 2022. Right now, a one bedroom apartment in Phoenix, Arizona is renting at $1,500 a month. I live in Mesa, a suburb about 20 minutes outside of the central Phoenix area, and the same size apartment is going for about 11 dollars to $1,300 a month. A little cheaper than Phoenix, but not that far off of the average going rate. For a price comparison, I'll choose the lower $1,100 for my example. Now, recently, I've looked at a 26 foot travel trailer. That has everything that I'm looking for in an RV. It's going for twenty six thousand, and with all the warranty coverage I want to have and some upgrades that I prefer, it would come to about thirty two five. I could finance that on a thirty year loan. My payment would be one forty five a month. Full timers insurance that you would need to have when you're parked at a RV resort. I mean, it's stationary for some time. That rate would be $573 for a 12-month policy, about $48 a month. I found that six-month full coverage insurance for when I'm on the road goes for six eighty six. dollars That comes to about $115 monthly. So do some math with me. $145 for the RV payment, $48, and $115 for the insurance coverages. That comes to $308. Now, the RV resort that I've been eyeballing, if I ever decide to go full-time, its cost is $675 a month, which includes all the utilities and some other amenities at the park that I would find useful. Swimming pool, jacuzzi, fitness center, barbecue and picnic area, laundry area. It's a really nice gated community, close to where I work, close to tons of shopping and fun things to do. It's an ideal spot for me to be in if I choose to go that route. Add the 675 for the lot fee to the 308 for monthly bills related to the RV. That comes to 983 a month. Compare that to the average lowest rate for a one-bedroom apartment in Mesa at 1,100. Sounds like good math to me. Plus add on the benefit of being a homeowner, albeit a tiny home, but it's still your home. The big bonus cherry on top, I could hook baby girl up to the truck, hit the highway, and let the good times roll. That's where I feel the advantage is for me with an RV versus a stationary home. I definitely want the option to travel. That way I can live in my RV while on the road, saving myself money that I would spend on hotel accommodations. Although that hotel cost just transfers and ends up in the gas tank, but the comfort of lodging in my own space is more appealing versus sleeping where strangers also lay their heads. There is a lot for me to decide. It's a decision that I look forward to figuring out over the next six months, a year or so. I'm at the point where it makes sense to put my money into something of my own because paying rent is of no advantage to me. I get nothing from it but a temporary place to live. And all I'm doing is paying off someone else's property. Why not invest in myself and create a platform for me to enjoy doing what I like to do with my free time? And that's traveling somewhere for camping and other outdoor activities. I've told friends and family members about my plans. Of course, with anything, you're going to have those that are there to critique you. It's not a lifestyle meant for everyone. I definitely understand that. I'm not interested in convincing anyone that my choice should be their choice also. But good people, consider all angles. The way the economy is these days, you just never know when you'll be forced to think outside the normal box. For the living wages we earn, for food and household essentials, I remember. Not that very long ago when regular unleaded was a dollar something a gallon. Now look where we're at. And we'll probably have to face the reality that it will forever be three, four, five something a gallon. Stocks and bonds are becoming devalued. Vendors and suppliers are taking longer to get things done and get products to us. All of these things affect where we stand as individuals. And I'm not saying all this to promote fear. I'm saying this stuff because maybe there are some alternatives and replanning that we all need to consider. The traditional American ideal of what a house is, maybe it's not the best life scenario for all of us. I'm in my 40s. I make okay money. It's enough to help figure out how to make ends meet, but I don't feel it's enough to pursue purchasing a standard residential home. Here in Arizona, the minimum price is in the mid 200 k range. At my age and with my current income, I don't feel it's advantageous to spend the second half of my life figuring out how to pay off my home mortgage. Now, if I was in my 20s or 30s, yeah, I probably would take on that mortgage bill. But now where I'm at, I would prefer to spend the rest of my working years stacking up retirement funds, going to vacation destinations that I'd love to explore Saving what free money I have for the grandkids. That's my current thought process. And it don't include buying a residential home because I don't feel I could honestly pay it off before retirement and still have money to stack up for after retirement. Not with what I earn right now. I would have to hit retirement age, collect on my Social Security. And that's hoping if it's federally available to me at that time for this discussion, let's say it is. So, I would have to collect on that, but still be an old man working a full time job that should be able to sit my butt down in my lazy boy chair and wash me some soaps. Makes better sense for me to buy a modular home for 30, 40K, pay it off on a short term, five, 10 year loan, like someone would pay off their car, be done with that expense way before I retire, spend the last 15, 20 years stacking up retirement money. For me, it's a very doable plan. It's actually already emotion, motion, minus the purchase of the tiny home or RV. And so now it's something I talk about all the time. That's why I'm talking about it on this podcast episode. Because for me, talking about something frequently sees it to fruition. I'm putting it out there in the atmosphere so it can manifest. Again, I ain't wanting to convince any of you that this is what you should do too. But whatever plan is in your heart, if you haven't already been working on it, start building it up today. If having the money is your obstacle, look at your finances and see what you can adjust so that you can set aside the funds you need to bring your plan to life. If you've had this elaborate plan that seems to be stagnant, maybe think up a plan B or C or all the way down to Z if you need to. Something that makes more sense for your realistic situation. I'm not going to say time is of the essence because our timeline is not the creator's time. You personally may have more time than we as humans think we have. Devil's advocate to what I just said could be that time has a limit for you. And the one thing that I don't want to do is hit 60, 70, reminisce at my life, say to myself or to my peoples that I wish I would have done this differently. Live it big right now, good people. That's what I say that I'm about. But I needed to put this episode together together remind myself to stop thinking about it. Start being about it. Get to the places that are on my list to visit. Work on the things I've set as goals. All adding up to what I always say at the end of every episode. Whatever you're doing with your life, live it real big. I'll keep y'all posted on what progress I make towards figuring out the purchase of my tiny kingdom. Won't be too long before it's worked out. In the meantime, I'll keep making moves in my Chevy truck and camper shell. This is Big Man Tiny Kingdom.